This episode is brought to you by the sneaky treat company Melbourne. Decadent sweet treats delivered to your door. Let your friends, family or clients know that you're thinking of them with a box of goodies and a personalised note to send along with your gift. TheSneakyTreatCo.com. You know you want to. Welcome to the Move Me podcast with me, Jillie Reynolds. When I say the name Andrew Farris, like me, I bet your mind instantly goes to in excess. But how could it not? I can hear the first note played by the first violin in Never Tear Us Apart and instantly be transported somewhere, usually with tears. Man, that's a good song. And that's how great a songwriter Andrew Farris is. Whether it's with in excess or collaborating with other artists or even as a solo artist. Late last year, Andrew released two singles, Come Midnight and Good Mama Bad. They were supposed to be part of a bigger project, but, you know, COVID. That's not the end of the solo trek through country music for Andrew, though. He's just released an EP, Love Makes the World, with the lead single off it, All the Stars Are Mine, available now. Want to hear more about it? Of course you do. So in a moment, we'll say hello to Andrew Farris and stay to the end too. I may have possibly stumbled on a new genre of music for Andrew to try. And if he does, well, you heard it here first. Andrew Farris, welcome to the show. Thank you. You've got a brand new EP out at the moment, Love Makes the World. But that wasn't really the plan in the beginning, was it? My LP was being released and then the pandemic kicked in, right? And so the record label asked me, well, they said, look, you can continue to put your LP out, but everyone's gone home to isolate, self-isolate, you know, both in Australia and overseas from the record label. And so I thought about it and I thought, well, yeah, that's maybe better just to wait, like they're advising me. And that's why I released Come Midnight and then Good Mama Bad. And then I stopped. I was going to continue on with my LP release. Well, then to cut a long story short, now I have an EP coming out instead for the moment. That's a good idea because everyone's doing everything a little bit differently. I think even for yourself, and it might just be a little bit off topic, but you're still in Tamworth, aren't you? Right. So for you, it's not only a pandemic, the huge bushfires and suddenly it's like everything's great again and okay let's get back to our life and what we were doing and then there's a pandemic yes no actually to be honest with you it's a hat trick because before the pandemic there was the bushfires like you say and then before the bushfires even during the bushfires was a three-year drought for most of our regional area where where I live out there uh, for three years and the worst drought in living memory there's no one old enough to to remember anything worse. So yeah, it's like a triple whammy. And But it's not just affected where I live out on my farm. And yeah, it was very serious and pretty scary, to be honest, all, well, all three, but the drought and the fires, yeah, were pretty spooky stuff. Not just for me, but for all my neighbors and the people that are affected in these regional, more outback areas. It's been, yeah, a real, a really weird, hard time for a lot of people. Uh, have to lo- uh, navigate some really difficult times together. And I think the communities in the small towns in the regional areas too, where most of, most government in Australia, quite frankly, just favours the big cities, you know. Uh, and in all, in all the big cities, it's just all about the big cities. And, and I think it's, uh, you know, I think, where Australia, in my humble opinion, would benefit hugely is if we start to look at Australia for what it really is, a very, very big country, a beautiful big island we live on, and it's not just about the major cities. 
the very height of the bushfires, I just happened to be in the United States around about the time the bushfires started. And my daughter was living down at Sanctuary Cove at that point. And I remember I was driving between Dayton and Ohio, where my wife's family are from, to Nashville, where I'd been working. And it was pouring with rain. It was freezing cold. There was sleet hitting the windscreen. And then I'm talking to my daughter, who's being evacuated uh, a sanctuary point down the south coast of New South Wales. And I'm like, man, what is going on? I was worried about her, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about your beautiful new EP, Love Makes the World. I don't know if this is what you were going for, but it's really quite comforting. It might sound odd to yes. you, but I think you can always trust an Andrew Farris song. And maybe that's why it's comforting in these times. You know that you're, you're going to be taken care of in the song. Well, it's very kind of you, Julie. Uh, really, actually, very, very kind of you. And I appreciate that. And I, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> I have to live with myself, which is not always that easy. Being, being Andrew Farris is a whole other conversation. What drew me to put these five songs together that are on my EP is exactly that, that I recognised that this is not the same era that we were living in nine or ten months ago. Even with the bushfires and all the other things, the drought, you know, the difficulties we were facing, it's not party time yet. It might hopefully come soon, but it, it hasn't been for a while. And I recognise that when I put these songs together for the EP, now is a time of empathy and understanding of other people. It's not about, you know what I mean? It's not about getting shit-faced. It's not about alcohol and, you know, like, let's party, man. I mean, it's not about that. It's about, hey, the whole world's going through some really difficult times. It really made sense you know, the, the, that we're all doing the best we can. And wow, I mean, our health workers at the front lines, my wife had to go for some tests in the hospital over the last two or three days. We, we assume she's okay. But having to go and watch what the healthcare workers, let alone what they normally do, and in this environment, wow, my heart goes out to those people. I have enormous respect for them. Absolutely, Andrew. Let's talk about your beautiful new EP, Love Makes the World. How did you pick the five songs to go together? Because they've all got something different because they're not random. Yeah, that's right. They're not random and they were chosen for a reason. Well, first of all, all the songs on the EP, in some way or another, you're right. They're, de they're definitely about togetherness and about humanity and about the earth. Like Tears in the Rain, for example, even though I'd had the chorus and chords written quite a long time ago now, I never could, I was never happy with verses of the song. And then I worked on the song with Kieran Gribben. Uh, G'day, Kieran. This song, actually, its story is m much more important than my EP because Tears in the Rain, there's two brothers, William and Daniel Clark, and Daniel has cerebral palsy. And they went into the jungles in Borneo about 10, 12 years ago to try and rescue the orangutans in the jungle. Well, now we are, here we are 10 years later, $100,000. And they secured 140,000 acres of wild jungle so that the orangutans can survive as a species. That's what Tears in the Rain is about as a song now. And ties in with the earth. So that's what I meant before when I said the songs all tie in together lyrically. It's about the earth. It's about we need to look after the earth. It's, you know, it's all we have. Anyway, and then, so my brother is the next song on the EP. My brother is really a song about loss. It's about losing and particularly about men. It's about men that you may have lost in your life. You know, it could be a friend or a family. 
member or somebody, but men aren't particularly good at talking about loss. So we're just not good at it. Women are much better at it. I automatically went to Michael, it tore my heart out just that little bit listening to it. If you listen to the words, it will take you somewhere. So I think that's a really important song. Thanks, Julie. And I, I just want to add to that. I appreciate you saying that. And also that I co-wrote the song with John Stevens. Probably need to talk to, to John about his part in the writing of the song because he lost a family member. And it's not necessarily, you know, if, I, if I can put it like this, it's not just about Michael or, or just about any particular man. It's about losing men in your life. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and it's just something men are not good at talking about. The next track, which is Love Makes the World, which is also what the EP title is. Love Makes the World is really a song about the cycle of life. You know, it's supposed to be a simple lyric, again, just about people and anybody in life. I mean, we wouldn't be here as babies unless someone had liked the other person. That's really what that song's all about. And then All the Stars Are Mine, which is the first single I've had out off the EP, is really a song that I wrote, co-wrote with uh, Susie DeMarkey. And I, at one stage in my life, I lived in England for nearly five years and two of my three children were born in England. They started to go to school in England. And I, I, you know, I had family in England anyway, extended family. And then I began to make friends, mates in England. And I would socialize with people. I began to absorb the culture as I lived there. Well, Susie DeMarkey from the Baby Animals, who I co-wrote the song with, Susie had also, as an Australian, and coincidentally, we're both Western Australians, as a coincidence, I guess. But she had been living in Los Angeles when I wrote the song with her. We started talking about what it was like to be foreign nationals living in foreign countries and raising children and the perspective that it puts on the world when you bring your own family into a foreign culture and then you start absorbing and communicating with that foreign culture. That's why I like the lyric in that song so much and why it ties in to me on the EP so well is because it's about all of us in what we're all going through all around the world. And I like the way that the lyrics starts off with not you live in a foreign country, but I live in a yeah. foreign country. Because if we all thought like that, right? If we all thought like that all around the world, it would be a smaller world. Yeah, and no, Su Susie's awesome. Hi, Susie, wherever you are. Hope you're okay. Hope your family's well. Yeah, mate. I suppose it's really hard to make plans now, isn't it? I know. I mean, life can be difficult enough just to get through life. Planning is difficult enough too because there's always something random, even when you've made a good plan yeah. that happens and you have to have a backup of some sort or be able to be flexible enough to be able to say, well, that was my plan. And ironically, the reason I'm talking to you about an EP and that people seem to be genuinely excited about this EP, I wouldn't even be talking to you about an EP if it wasn't for the fact that I had to change my plan with my LP. So life is very strange at the moment. I'm, I feel fortunate, really. I mean, you know. So I wonder, what sort of songs are Andrew Farris going to be writing from here on in? Or aren't we there yet? We're in the middle of there. <laughs> and what I mean by that, right, I'm in the middle of there because I started to release my LP and then I had to stop doing that. And now I've got this EP that we're talking about that you said you like. Thank you very much. Love it. And then... When, and when this EP has run its course, whenever that is, I also will, will be then releasing the rest of my LP, which will be more than likely sort of somewhere around March 
of uh, 2021. And then I, I'm still working on some other stuff as well. I don't know how uh, kind of uh, safe or not so safe or wacky or tricky or whatever it is I'm going to go do. I don't know. But I, I, you know, I really, when I set out to do all this in the first place, to be Andrew Farris, I didn't really, I didn't really set out to, to do not necessarily something in particular. What I really started to do was to understand myself. I'm a songwriter. I was very fortunate to play with an amazingly talented group of people uh, in, in excess. Just, I mean, I was so fortunate. And as a songwriter, I couldn't think of a better band of musicians and a better group of people to have been a songwriter for that band. I mean, I was one hell of a lucky guy. Who I am and what I'm doing at the moment, one of the first things I said to myself and to my wife, Marlena, I said, look, before we embark on this Andrew Farris journey, let's make sure that we make it as enjoyable as possible. And I don't want to do this thing where I get into a position and I'm jumping through hoops for everybody for no particular reason. I want to enjoy the creative ride of it. And I really wanted to do things that I'm choosing to do that also suit my family and my lifestyle and my health, not just to do whatever. And, and I think that is more important philosophically than anything. Awards and accolades and all the rest of it are only as useful and meaningful as the life that you put them on. If you don't have a life to put your award on, what are you doing? You know, so that's where that's at. All sounds like it's the way it's meant to be. And I suppose that's experience for you, Andrew Farris. I mean, it's not your first rodeo, is it? <laughs> well, actually, no, it's not my first rodeo. And I like your choice of words with rodeo because how did I end up in a country rock music folk area is an interesting question in itself. Exactly. Uh, I, first, I feel very comfortable. And that's where I live. I live out in the bush with bushies, mates, you know. I go to the pub. I do pub sort of bushy mate things. There's tractors around me. There's people, you know, including me, that wear cowboy hats and do stuff and boots and jeans. And that's what they look like as civilians. They don't just dress up like that. That's their job. Interesting and almost ironic. I'm known as this rock star, short rock star guy <laughs> uh, that lives out in the country with <laughs> with people who dress like that naturally. And so it's so I suddenly went, you know, why why am I why don't I just join everybody else here and get into this? And so that's where I've sort of ended up, I guess is the best way I can put it. You end um, up on the I don't know, the streets of New York, we might have a, a rap album from Andrew Farris coming up because you seem to absorb what's around you. Well I was gonna I was gonna say I have always absorbed lots of different things, uh, including, you know, cultures. You know, I worked in 52 different countries at one point in my life with the guys I worked with. And I saw a lot of things that were amazing. I saw a lot of things I liked. And I saw a lot of things sometimes I didn't like. All those experiences bring to the table, including music genres too, is it? I think, uh, you know, like I, I was talking to someone earlier today, how Willie Nelson made a reggae album. And I'm a big fan of Willie Nelson's. Uh, one of my favorite records of his is Teatro. He uh, has an uh, album he cut back in the 90s with a record producer called Daniel Lanois that worked with you 2 and other people. Anyway, that record he cut was a sort of uh, recorded in New Orleans in Louisiana in the US. And 
What I really admire about that is most people would think, oh, Willie Nelson, he's that cowboy guy that uh, you know, just sings country song. And here he is making, you know, reggae albums and sort of slightly sort of, you know, Zydeco kind of left of centre sort of recordings tells me that some of the great artists of all time do exactly that. Like Ray Charles, for example. I mean, the genius, that's what they called him. He ended up playing country music. I was just thinking of yourself with reggae. Have you delved into reggae yourself with, was it Jenny Morris? Yeah, that's right. There's a song I think we wrote together, I think, called Self Deceiver, I think it is. That's right. You've got a good memory. Yeah. Um, That's right. And that that was on her Shiver album. Um, That was a big album for her. I I think my journey has made me a little bit more open-minded. So, yeah, I I might make a reggae album next. That's actually really, you know, interesting we're talking about that. Um, And also because one of the things I really love about reggae is it has a crossover with funk, you know, like... uh, Disco and punk, yeah, I really like. Uh, if you listen to the Bob Marley track uh, "Could You Be Loved," uh, now that is one funky song. From my background with the NXS guys, I, I, I put a lot of funk into everything. Yeah, I'm definitely. I think I'm going to definitely go back and revisit all that. Don't worry. Do a funk country album. Country. That's. There you go. Love Makes the World released October the 2nd and all the stars are mine. I thank you very much for your time today, Andrew Farris. Take care, Julie. See you, dear. Thanks so much for listening. And did you know our producers, Audio Lemonade, have given us a whole page on their website, audiolemonade.com. Of course, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the good ones, and we are housed at Wooshka. So thanks again for spending some time with me, and please come do it again. Listener.